0: Welcome to the Global Medical Device Podcast, where today's brightest minds in the medical device industry go to get their most useful and actionable insider knowledge, direct from some of the world's leading medical device experts and companies. medical device nerd. I love things like design controls and risk management, the thrill of designing and developing medical device and getting it to market. To me, there's few things that can top that experience. And with that, it's always a great pleasure when I get to talk to somebody who shares in those types of passions. And in this episode of the Global Medical Device Podcast, I speak with one of the newer members of the Greenlight Guru customer success team. I talk with Ryan Beringer. Ryan is a training and onboarding medical device guru. And one of the things that I... Think is really unique, probably he might be the only person with this distinction is before joining the Greenlight Guru team, he worked for a Greenlight Guru customer. He has been a hands on user of the system for years before he came and joined the team. So his role at Greenlight Guru is going to be extremely invaluable, especially if you are a customer of Greenlight Guru, because he's working with training and onboarding new customers and he's got that firsthand experience. So Ryan and I chat for a bit and and share some. of the things that we enjoy about being medical device professionals and I hope you enjoy this episode of the global medical device podcast. Hello and welcome to the global medical device podcast. This is your host and founder at Greenlight Guru John Spear and I always love to do special episodes where we get to meet one of the Greenlight Guru gurus. Sounds redundant but joining me today is one of our new gurus Ryan Berenger. Ryan welcome.
1: Hi, John. It's great to be here. Excited to be on.
0: All right. You and I caught up just a little bit ago, just, you know, to get to know one another a little bit better. I think you shared with me that you're rounding out your first month with Greenlight Guru and it's an end of quarter month, which is always, you know, there's some excitement to see all the new customers that are coming in. But I guess talk a little bit about who you are and your journey in the med device industry that's led you to Greenlight.
1: Yeah, like you said, my name is Ryan Behringer. I'm the team's training and onboarding medical device guru, obviously focusing on training and onboarding. Here at the team, I started out kind of going in undergrad, knowing I wanted to get into medical devices. I started out in biomedical engineering, found a program at the University of Cincinnati that had a really cool cooperative education element that allowed me to get a lot of really good work experience as I continued my education. And we had a capstone project that was basically focused on medical device entrepreneurship and very much zoned in and honed in exactly where I wanted to be. I love the entrepreneurship element in the medical device space and once i graduated college i was able to find myself out at a a startup based out of omaha nebraska and just so happened to be a customer of greenlight guru so i had the pleasure of developing a device getting 510k clearance and getting to market utilizing greenlight guru and it was really instrumental in our development of the product and kind of my personal development as an engineer gave me loads of confidence
0: yeah, that's very cool. You said something there that's interesting to me. Interesting because what I heard you say, you knew that you wanted to be a biomedical engineer. Like you knew that before you went to school. And I mean, obviously you, you chose that degree program. The reason it's interesting to me is I have a chemical engineering background and I took our degree. I've never worked as a chemical engineer, but I took a couple of courses in biomedical engineering and they're sort of interesting to me, but I didn't really know much about med device and that sort of thing. So what was it, how did you know that that's what you wanted to pursue?
1: I I really enjoy the like technical element of things. And what happened was I was in high school, I was on like math team. I like to do quiz bowl, science Olympiad. One year our science Olympiad topics were around like medical device industry. I think it was my junior year when I'm happy to apply for colleges and we do this project as a team kind of and I got to learn a little bit about medical device space and industry and before then I knew I wanted to be an engineer but I just didn't know what type and then this circumstance comes up I learned about this and it just clicks and it makes tons of sense and it's exactly what I wanted to do. And Luckily enough, that now that when I was going to college, a lot of universities actually had biomedical engineering programs, still rather developing from a like undergraduate university perspective. It's not as widely offered, especially even in like the earlier 2000s. Those programs were definitely coming online places and found a right fit and yeah. jumped in.
0: Yeah, I guess to continue a little bit of my story, so even though I have the chemical engineering degree, I've never been a practicing chemical engineer, and I am um, right out of school, you know, many listening probably have heard this story, you probably have heard this story too, I know you listen to the podcast, but so I'll keep it short, but I found a job with a medical device company as a product development engineer. It was one of the coolest things I've ever done in my life to get cocktail napkin sketches, literal cocktail napkin sketches from doctors this says, Hey, can you design and develop this product? And then figuring it out. I mean, that's super cool to be able to do that. And it sounds like you've had some of those types of experiences along with your career so far.
1: Oh, definitely. I think my undergraduate program was amazing in like giving you real world experience and like actually how you develop a medical device, you know, our capstones were real found user needs in industry and we worked with surgeons that had ideas and helped them conceptualize these devices. I mean, I'm a senior in college going over to the hospital, catching a surgeon between surgeries to talk about ideas that they have for new devices and we're putting together designs, early design controls and presenting just as like we're having our own phase review and reviewing designs and we get to do that during our undergraduate program which was incredible
0: yeah I'm a little bit familiar with the UC program Yeah, a little bit that I'm aware of it and it sounds like you would agree based on your first experiences it's really good because yeah you know and there's lots of great biomedical engineering programs out there I mean I but a shout out to my alma mater, Rose Holman. I know they do a great job there too. But the thing that I always admire about the UC program is the cooperative nature of it. You know, a lot of times I've been asked by academic and university institutions who are teaching biomedical, either at the undergrad or even at the graduate level, like, hey, you've been doing this for a long time. Where are things that, that we should be incorporating into our curriculum to better prepare engineers? I'm like, you got to do more on teaching, reducing the concepts to Practice Things like design controls, for example, are super complicated, but also teach your students more about quality, teach them more about regulatory. And it sounds like you got that experience at that undergrad level.
1: Yeah, I mean, foundationally, my very first cooperative education experience was with a quality engineering team. And looking back, I would do it no other way. To me, it was the foundation of all things that I know now and gave me the appropriate context to why we do certain things the way we do them and what value they bring to our businesses. And it has a recommendation for anyone entering the space or undergraduate looking for cooperative education experiences. I think foundationally, quality engineering or some sort of quality role is very key to your success. If you want to go into product development or early R&D, it's really helpful to have that core knowledge i think it's core to any biomedical engineers education
0: yeah and i would take that even a step further i know you know we at greenlight myself personally i know you've got some experience as well we do a lot of work with startups and a lot of times these startups are started by an inventor or an entrepreneur somebody who has an idea for a product that they think is going to change and improve the quality of life in, in some way, shape, or form. And often, not always, but oftentimes, uh, the people who are starting these companies, they don't have that foundation or that knowledge either. So you know, I think it's really key to try to learn or understand or reach out to someone like Ryan or me or others on our team. But you've had that formative experience as a student you got that hands-on through the different co-ops that you had, and then you enter the workforce and as, as you mentioned, worked with a startup that went from concept to prototype, to submission, to market, you know, imagine there, and I'm sure there are plenty of startups and entrepreneurs and inventors, maybe folks that are pursuing degrees in biomedical engineering, what advice or tips or pointers would you provide them so that they can get the knowledge that they need to be successful?
1: Yeah, I think as I stated earlier, that foundation of quality can be huge. And some ways to start that is just, I mean, just go read the reg. Like, I look at the reg every day almost just because I'm curious. I enjoy reading the nuance of it and seeing if I can ever pick up new, just tips or just better understanding. And from there, you can try to implement into practice. Knowledge. I mean, I think I have an affinity for like seeking out knowledge, but the reason I like to do that is to put it into practice. And I think that really foundationally helps to hammer home the concepts and like what you need to do to not only be compliant, but have true quality in your product design.
0: I think sometimes the people get, and I'm speculating a little bit here, but just from other anecdotes that I have, I think sometimes I read that and it doesn't make a lot of sense to me or I don't know how to reduce it to practice. And sometimes those folks, they, they're like, ah, I'll just ignore it for right now. It doesn't really matter. Me, you know, I want to do this. I got to build a prototype. We got to do an animal study. We got to do this. We got to do a clinical study. And they sort of forget and ignore either consciously or accidentally. But regardless, they get to the point where they're ready to go to market and they go to market. And sometimes they're like, oh crap, what's a design history file? We didn't do this or we didn't do that. And it's like, there's really no excuse for that. But I think that's a real thing. I think a lot of people are like, eh. I read the regulation, Ryan told me to do so. I went and read it. I don't share his love for learning and reducing it to practice. What would you say to that person? I think
1: to me in my design philosophy for medical devices is really integrating holistic approach to the process. I mean, I personally don't know how I could develop a medical device without the guardrails that design controls provide and the level of closed loop feedback that starting with risk management provides you. If you're doing it as a checkback activity, then it will be that for your team. And then you won't find value from it. If there's something that you need to do, I always make sure the things that I'm doing, I know why I'm doing them. They have a purpose and I can find value in those things. And in terms of developing your design inputs and design outputs for your device, if you're working on risk at the same time, those risk items are gonna feed into certain design aspects of the device. To me, it's really about creating that closed loop feedback in its entirety throughout the medical device yeah. life cycle and then those items that you thought you just needed to do as a checkbox become extremely valuable to the way that you design and develop your devices
0: yeah i mean Folks, listen, I want you to, to hear this, at least understand exceptionally what Ryan and I are talking about. Design controls, risk management. We'll just pick those two examples for right now. These are must-have items or things that you must address during the design and development of your medical devices. And if you look at the activities associated with those topics as checkbox activities, then I challenge you to dig a little bit deeper or reach out to someone like Ryan Behringer or a John Spear or another Greenlight guru, medical device guru, or somebody else that's been there and done that and understands that so that you can understand how to take that from being a checkbox activity to a value add activity. I struggled with this early in my career to be quite honest with you. A story I tell sometimes again, apologies if you've heard it. I remember the first time I needed to do a risk assessment and I was working on a device and we, I had a designer view schedule. You know, we had different phases and stages and we had defined criteria for entrance and exit criteria, if you will, for particular design reviews. And I think this one was around the verification stage or something like that, but I was going through my checklist and I was trying to check the boxes on my checklist. Yep. Got that. Got that. Got that. And then I came to the risk assessment and I'm like, oh crap, I don't have that. And I looked at the calendar and I'm like, oh, it's Wednesday. My design review is on Friday. So I kind of buried myself at my desk for the next day and a half. And I did a risk assessment all by myself so I could check that box. But I did it all by myself. I didn't get any value out of it. No one else on the team got any value out of it because they weren't even involved in that. And so I really missed the message on that.
1: Yeah, and it can be tough sometimes when <laughs> you do have that phase exit checklist that you gotta get through. But if you take the time to schedule those things out, make them value add for the business, then you know the time you took to prepare for those things will pay dividends and the preparation most definitely pays off
0: yeah to continue my short story a little bit further so we get to so i do this activity for like easily a full day day and a half of heads down time to get this checkbox, and then we get to the design review. and i had some prototypes built up so that people involved in the design review process could get hands on and i remember a company i was working for employee number three he has a ton of patents but within three minutes of him having a prototype in his hand he did something and he broke the damn thing i'm like tom what are you doing he's like oh i don't but you didn't think of that he's right i didn't i didn't think of it <laughs> so that was kind of a light bulb moment for me it's like oh i just spent you know eight to 12 hours of time doing an activity just so i could check a box on the form and in like three minutes after i completed that somebody did something manipulating my device in such a way that caused failure in an issue that i hadn't even considered Uh, So let's don't waste that time again. Let's make sure that we're starting those activities earlier. Let's make sure we're being more collaborative. Let's get value out of all these activities. You know, nothing is more annoying, at least to me, to do something where I get no value or if someone else doesn't get value out of it.
1: Absolutely. I, I think that sentiment is like core to my being. If I don't find value in something, I'm going to change it or find a way to find value in it. No questions asked.
0: Yeah. You know, frankly, that's what led to the formation of Greenlight Guru. And I, Folks, I want to remind you I'm talking with Ryan Beringer. Ryan is a member of our customer success team, and he is a training and onboarding medical device guru. And speaking of customer success and training and onboarding, well, first of all, if you're a customer listening, I hope that you found this wonderful Resource that we call the Greenlight Guru Academy. If you have not, it's pretty easy to get to academy.greenlight.guru. And I believe you can access that if you're a customer right within the app as well. And the reason I want customers to be aware of this is there are so many assets and materials and resources available in the academy that help you better utilize the Greenlight Guru medical device success platform, you know, different how-tos and videos and all sorts of things that are just going to make your experience even better than what it already is. And good news, even if you're not currently a Greenlight Guru customer, there is plenty of value and opportunities and courses and materials that are also available to you within the Greenlight Guru Academy. We have some introductory courses on a variety of topics, including things like audits and document management and design controls and risk. We also have recently partnered with Medical Device HQ, and you can access their premium content on design controls and risk and yes, it's going to cost you a few hundred dollars. I've paid for these courses myself, and they are amazing. And I've been in this industry for 23 years. So I would encourage you to check it out, whether you're a customer or a listener or just a consumer of our content. I guarantee there is something of value for you in the Greenlight Guru Academy. So check it out, academy.greenlight. Guru. All right. So Ryan, kind of round out our conversation today. You're part of the customer success team at Greenlight Guru, and I know how important and how invaluable that customer experience is. I mean, you've been now on both sides of the fence. You've been a Greenlight customer and user. Now you're part of the Greenlight Guru customer success team. Tapping into some of those experiences, and I know the Greenlight specific experience are still a little bit fresh, but what do you think are some of the keys to customer success?
1: to me some of the keys being really if you're approaching the platform as a new user starting to understand like where you're going to find those early wins low-hanging fruit in your system to really get the ball rolling and using Greenlight as your quality system and medical device development platform i think finding early wins where you're putting in that effort and seeing that payoff will really continue to like motivate you to just jump in deeper and take that full deep dive and really utilize the system to its fullest.
0: Yeah, your experience at startup, you were very involved in the day to day use of the design control workflows and, you know, conducting design reviews and risk management and those things. When you were a user, did you have any aha's or, or light bulb moments that were like that remember or stick out in your mind?
1: Oh man, countless. <laughs> Hope you have a few more hours. Um, <laughs> I think some of the very early light bulb moments were really around having our design reviews and more like conventional phase exits. Being on such a small team, it was really my sole responsibility to lead design reviews, phase reviews, to move on to like from what you would call your product development phase to your manufacturing phase. And I don't know how I could have done those things without the level of organization that Greenlight provided me, just as I'm working through the day-to-day in product development, the system is really building out the foundations for my design reviews, design history file, items like that, to where when I was ready to conduct a design review, it wasn't five days of prepping documents for those reviews, which conventionally, that's a lot of times what those items are. Your team's in this phase, and then the whole last week is maybe two weeks is organizing documents chasing people down those items and that just never occurred and it turned that process into the phase was more naturally completed and we came together and had our reviews and there's not that buffer time of mostly administrative work that you have to complete
0: yeah i can relate sadly to the alternative shared even today a little bit about the designer view experience, but just the preparation that goes typically or historically that goes into that, you create all these different design review packets. I mean, I remember having on a conference room table a stack of packets that was a foot and a half tall so that everybody got their copy of all these drawings and specifications and, you know, requirements and all that sort of thing. And, you know, I know for a fact that that particular thing Greenlight Guru is going to streamline that activity. And the design review workflow at Greenlight is really about trying to simplify that process and keep it all in a single source of truth and give all of your team members access to the information that they need so that they can make a good review. And I think a design review in general, pre or without green light, a lot of times becomes another one of those checkbox activities. I believe that the experience with green light actually raises the value of that exercise, because now you've got everything. You know, if you're like people have questions, like, oh, what about this? You know, you can interrogate the system and you can pull up additional information, documents, records, and that sort of thing. So I'm glad that was one of those light bulb moments because design reviews are key, distinct moments in time of your product's journey, and you know, and you want it to be robust and holistic and thorough, and you want it to be a little bit challenging, but in a good way.
1: Yeah, it definitely as a team we very much picked apart our design as you should in your design reviews. And I took pride coming to those being confident that I know you guys are gonna pick this apart, but I think we're gonna get through it. We did the right things. And as a product development engineer, and like those are the things that I really enjoyed in that process was leading up to that, that point in time, being really confident that first try getting through those design reviews because sometimes you don't and you pick your design apart and it's good not making it through a phase it means you actually utilized your design review for what it should be but it's also really inspiring to get picked apart and still make it through because you did the right things leading up to that day
0: yeah and i gotta imagine another like awesome moment in your career was getting that notice from fda that the 510k had been cleared i mean i remember my first letter like i had no idea i was gonna be so excited but you know for a startup, like the lifeblood, you know, and getting that letter is so key and so important. So how was your reaction about that?
1: I remember the day fondly, you know, I had been a part of teams in the past on like products that are received five, ten K clearances, but Not as intimate as this and how involved I was in the process. And I was definitely confident, nervously confident going into the process with the FDA and knowing how involved I was in the design controls process. But it's almost indescribable. And one of the reasons I'm so excited to be here with the team is to work with companies to get them to that same place. I know how hard I worked to get there. And I would love to be part of that success for hundreds and thousands of more companies and just being able to contribute to that 510K clearance experience or any other regulatory avenues. It's just immensely exciting and rewarding to be a part of.
0: I 100% agree. I could not have imagined how rewarding it was going to be with the Greenlight experience. You know, prior to Greenlight, I had been a part of bringing many devices to market, but it was usually a, a solo or a very specific finite set of activities for, you know, a very specific finite project. And then we started Greenlight and there are literally hundreds and hundreds of companies across the globe, thousands upon thousands of people using the platform each and every day and to play a part in all of those companies' journey to get medical devices to market and make sure that they're Mm -hmm. safe and effective and knowing how positive the impact of life is that those products are having for the patients. It's just, I can't describe it very well other than what I just shared. It is from a life experience perspective, it's probably one of the most fulfilling things aside from the birth of my children finding the person that you're supposed to spend life with those are probably the only things that would top that at least as you and I are talking so I can't wait for you to have that experience
1: definitely I'm so excited to be in those train onboarding calls where I see the entire teams on the call and it's three people and they're bright-eyed ready to go just knowing the journey they're about to go on and yeah. helping them be successful to have that same success that I had using the platform it's just hugely motivating, exciting, and definitely will be living for those moments.
0: I think you have the unique distinction. I mean, of course, our other gurus are extremely knowledgeable about the nuances and the trials and tribulations that a medical device company are gonna go through and are certainly avid users of the platform internally. But I think you're the only person, I think probably in the world, who was a user of Greenlight at a startup before you became an employee of Greenlight. I think that's a true statement. So you have a unique distinction. So I'm so glad that you're on the team. Do you have any other final thoughts that you want to share with the listeners before we wrap up this episode?
1: Yes. It's obviously no secret that as a user of Greenlight Guru, I was immensely satisfied with using the product, which is why I wanted to join the team. I had such a great experience with it and found it instrumental to my career as a young biomedical engineer coming out of college. First time leading projects towards 510k clearance and found that Greenlight Guru foundationally really gave me the confidence and just the confidence to know that I'm doing the right thing. It gives you the right guardrails and the support from the team I don't think I would have been able to achieve with the level of success that our team had without using the platform and finding immense value there I just want to share that value with others and which is why I was so eager to join the team and if I can emulate the experience that I had for new teams coming along and using the product then I think the medical device industry as a whole will be making great strides in Very excited to work with new and potential customers.
0: Well, Ryan, thank you for saying so. I'm highly confident that you'll do more than just emulate, you know, ways to improve and streamline and make that new customer onboarding experience even better because you've been in that seat as that new customer. So I'm sure you'll bring lots of thoughts and ideas and improvements to an already pretty good process and an already amazing customer success team. I also want to thank Ryan Beringer. Ryan is the training and onboarding medical device guru at the Greenlight Group customer success team and I'm sure if you're a customer you're going to be interacting with Ryan here very very soon and Ryan how about this maybe in a couple of months or so we'll hop on and do another episode on something that's cool and exciting as a medical device professional that's not all right? absolutely
1: yeah I would love to be back on okay been, can talk about the medical device industry for hours and days and months so
0: Doing I feel like three years <laughs> I feel like
1: I'm in great company like yeah. being on the team
0: yeah, absolutely. And, and folks, if you want to have the type of experience that Ryan did as a user of the Greenlight platform, it's pretty simple, really. Go to www.greenlight.guru. You'll learn a lot more about the medical device success platform. you learn about things about design controls and risk management and document management and CAPAs and complaints and all sorts of other workflows that are going to help you to be very successful as a medical device company. We'd be happy to have a conversation with you as well to learn more about your needs and your requirements to see if we have products and services and solutions that can help address those needs. You know, when you go to the website, it's gonna be pretty clear and request a demo and somebody from our team will be happy to have a conversation with you. And hopefully we have an opportunity to work together and hopefully you have an opportunity to meet and work with Ryan and others on the Greenlight Guru customer success team. So again, www.greenlight.guru. As always, thank you for listening to the Global Medical Device Podcast, the number one podcast in the medical device industry. And now, of course, you can watch it too. Should have mentioned that at the beginning, but if you listened to this and didn't get a chance to see the video, go check out the Greenlight Guru YouTube page. We're publishing all of our episodes of the Global Medical Device Podcast there, so you'll get the video as well. And as always, this is your host and founder at Greenlight Guru, John Spear, and you have been listening to the Global Medical device podcast.